at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Well, big announcement from India over the last 36, 48 hours or so that the Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft landed on the moon. This makes India the fourth country to actually land a craft on the moon, remote controlled. It has a rover in it. In other words, a very small vehicle which can move around. They want to particularly explore the South Pole. They want to look for ice there. Uh, Russia uh, also tried to do the same thing this week, and unfortunately, uh, that one crashed. But now the countries which have done it would be the U.S., would be Russia, China, and India. Eugene Avenant is the chief engineer at the South African National Space Agency for Space Operations. Eugene, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hi, good morning, Stephen. How difficult is it to land something on the moon? I mean, it's very difficult, oh. right? <laughs> yes, obviously. I was I was so so concerned uh, watching yesterday to see if there's another nation that's going to be littering on the moon uh, in the light of the last three landers that didn't make it. Um, so yes, it is still uh, very difficult to make it there, and, and I think the Indian uh, can be very proud of their achievement. There's a lot of science to all of this. Um, a lot of it is about the technical ability to do it. You need to be able to control the craft very carefully. Uh, you also have time lag. The moon's quite far away, so it's not a precise thing. That means you have to program computers carefully. There's a lot of technical stuff that goes into this that you learn from as you do it. Yes, for sure. Um, I mean, as you say, as we know, it's, it's extremely difficult. Um, there are so many disciplines involved uh from the orbital stuff, uh, from the electronics, from the communications. Um, so, so yes, it's an extreme, extreme effort, and everything needs to work exactly perfectly for, for it to uh, be successful. Any one small glitch, uh, and like I said, you're still just littering. This is an area where they've gone to a particular part of the moon that I think no one's ever gone to. So it's sort of near the South Pole, uh, quite a difficult area to land in. People are looking for ice. Is there really ice on the moon? Do we know that? Yes, so, so some of the previous orbital missions uh, with ads, uh, sensors and, and um, uh, measurement devices that detected significant water ice at the South Pole. So, um, so the interest then obviously is then uh, to land there in order to harvest that uh, water, not just for future human missions, but also to, uh, for, for further planetary exploration to, to also use that water to create fuel uh, to continue on towards uh, traveling to distant parts of the, the solar system. The idea, I mean, I, I read a lot of science fiction, Eugene, and I apologize in advance, yeah. but the idea was <laughs> always always to set up a base on the moon. And there's been mm. lots of talk about that, but I don't know if it's ever really going to happen. If you've got a base on the moon, you've got lots of ice, you can get things from it. Then from there, you can use that to go to Mars. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you on the moon, you're already... Uh, overcome the Earth's gravity and you have significantly less uh, force necessary to, to go out to, to the further reaches of the solar system. As long as, course, of course, if you can manufacture your fuel uh, uh, in situ on the moon, because otherwise you have not uh, gained anything from, from um, getting out of the orbit of the moon. Also, if you have a base there, you can, you can bring your parts up there and, manu- and sort of put them all together and then uh, have your vehicle ready to travel further on in the solar system. So there is a significant benefit for interplanetary uh, missions uh, mm-hmm. launched from the moon, but then also the moon itself has, has some interest in terms of mining uh, some of the resources there and also testing other technologies. Sure. Uh, Eugene, it sounds like you're at some sort of function. I don't know if it's a brick space function. Uh, apologies. Of... No, 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 but I hope it's a brick space function. I don't know if it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we, we did have the brick space meetings uh, a few weeks ago in preparation for the summit this week. Um, 
we, uh, South Africa, we have some micro satellites that we put up recently. We had a little bit of help with that. We've got one or two satellites we've had for a while. Um, where are we with our sort of space operation? I mean, quite a long way from getting to the moon, but I'm sure the future of this is going to be collaborative. And so it's about working with other people. Yes, absolutely. So we are collaborating with most of the spacefaring nations and we are giving them support using our uh, infrastructure in the country. We are embarking on another uh, program of building some smaller spacecraft, uh, especially around Earth observation, so Earth resource satellites, uh, and then operating these to the benefit of our, our people in the country, but also um, trying to generate a little bit of revenue from those missions as well, uh, in, in, in the sense of uh, also selling the services and the data from those to, to other interested parties. Eugene Avanon, thanks very much indeed. Chief Engineer of the South African National Space Agency for Space Operations. What a title to have, 27 after, after 8.